Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Rework. You know, this is a podcast geared toward portrait photographers, but I also know that many of us are also doing commercial work, headshots, business portraits, that sort of thing. And one of the trends that I've noticed recently in the last few years is this trend toward branding portraits. And it's awesome, but I see a lot of photographers working really, really hard, shooting what would be the equivalent of a wedding or an elaborate senior session, if you will and not getting paid what that time is worth. So how do you make headshots and branding portraits profitable? Well, I didn't want you to only hear from me. I wanted you to hear from a portrait photographer who is killing it in this arena. And she has made very intentional steps toward profitability, sustainability, efficiency in her business. Today's guest is Kira Derryberry from Tallahassee, Florida who also happens to be the Vice President of Professional Photographers of America. And she has created a sustainable, profitable product line in her business in the area of headshots and branding. There are so many good tips from software to workflow to how she runs a session. You are going to get so many great tips today. So you know, I always tell you, get out your notebook, get out your pen and take some notes. Let's do it. All right, so I wanted to welcome to the Rework Podcast today, my friend, Kira Derryberry from Florida. Yep. Where in Florida are you, Tampa? Tallahassee. Tallahassee, okay. Tallahassee is one of those oddities where it's like, everyone's like, oh, you live in Florida. And I, I really live in South Georgia. It's much less glamorous. It's, it's not what you okay. think of when you think of Florida. You know, you think okay. of Florida beaches and things like that. And Tallahassee is like right at the very top northern part in the okay. in what's called the Big Bend. So we're okay. we're basically just I'm a 30 minute drive to Georgia. I love it. So you're not on the Redneck Riviera? No, I'm not on the Redneck Riviera, but I have been many times because okay. I am from Redneck areas for right. sure. I love it. <laughs> same, same, same. Though I'm the we're the Western true rednecks out here for sure. Okay. Well, what I wanted to talk to you about today is that you're killing it with headshots and stuff. And so I want to talk about that, but I have been had a burning question for you that I want to discuss. And my question is, I have seen, I, I can see that there are so many kind of the new big thing right now is this personal branding mm-hmm. product line yeah. that people are getting into like, okay, I'm going to do all this personal branding. And as I look at that, I just think, okay, I love the idea of that. I see Mm -hmm. the need for it. Mm -hmm. How does it benefit the photographer? Because I totally see how it benefits the person that's hiring the photographer because they get a ton of images, a ton of digital files, 
And they need that because they either are an influencer or they need a lot of different looks and a lot of different things. So it's like 55 senior portrait sessions, outfit (laughs) changes and props and backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. But how do you make that not be a soul suck? And how do you make that profitable? Well, I have a secret to reveal to you. And so just brace yourself. (laughs) I'm ready. Personal branding in my studio anyway, personal branding images and headshots, the exact same thing. So I treat it like volume. I treat it like I would anybody coming in for like just a head and shoulders headshot. Because every time I'm doing a headshot session, I'm just basically adding on different types of styles. I'm like, oh, do you want it? You think you might want to be sitting at a desk and like do whatever. I'll do all that in a session. Mm -hmm. And then we'll call it personal branding. Where it becomes not beneficial for me is when they go, well, I want to be seen outside walking down the street, like looking casual with my cup of coffee and like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Laughing to the side, giggling giggling to the side while looking to the side with your cup of coffee. Yeah. And by the way, I don't want to be posed, Mm -hmm. you know, like I want to look natural, but Mm -hmm. you have to tell me how to look natural. Yeah. (laughs) But I have my angles and you can only photograph me from this one side ever. Mm-hmm. I have to be looking exactly like this. And I can never turn my head straight on. It has to be from this particular angle, but I don't yeah, want to but, be post. <laughs> and it all, but just, and make sure it looks casual. Yeah. Like, and and totally natural. Tell, tell me what to do with my face also, because yeah. I don't know what to do with my face. And okay. So I don't authentic. do I think authentic. authentic is the word looking we're looking for. <laughs> vulnerable. I need to be vulnerably authentic. I need to be vulnerable. And candid and then post. With my, so, with my six inch eyelashes and my face that doesn't move. Okay. Anyway, sorry, we're digressing. I, so I can't figure out, I'm going to tell you this. I cannot figure out how to make that benefit, that going on location, doing all these different looks, outfit changes, whatever. I cannot figure out, unless you put a crazy big price tag on it, how to make that beneficial to me in the studio. Because, mm-hmm. so I don't offer it. If somebody says, I want to do branding shots, I'll go, great. So tell me what kind of marketing pieces we're going to be working on so I can get an idea of your vision. And half the time they're like, well, I just want to be able to put my, I'd like some extra space on the left or right so I can put some text on or whatever. Mm-hmm. The ones, the influencers and the things they don't want to spend in my market anyway, I can't mm-hmm. speak to everyone. They don't want to spend the money on actually having a photographer follow them around and do that thing. Cause my price tag for that would be much higher than my volume right. work in the studio. Right. So I just try as best I can to keep everyone coming to me. That's the best way I can say (laughs) that if you want to come to me and do a branding session in the studio, if you want to have a seat on this little table that we put into the studio session with your cup of coffee or your notebook or your whatever, we've staged those type of looks here. And that falls Mm -hmm. under personal branding and marketing. Mm -hmm. But I don't go and follow somebody around with their cute, cozy scarf and they're in the coffee shop. I don't do that. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. That's interesting. I'm not hating on it. It takes up so much time. I can't make money that way. Right. And I think honestly, what you're also talking about, I think you know who your clients are, right? So people that have actual businesses, I'm not saying influencers don't have actual businesses because I know they do. Mm -hmm. There are people that want to be influencers that just want a bunch of stuff and don't want to pay for it. Right. Yeah. But then there are like attorneys or like people that actually have either brick and mortar businesses or whatever, and they need it to be super professional and they are printing it on collateral or trade show booth graphics or that sort of thing. And they do need it. It is way better if they have it in studio where you have a featureless background that they can lay graphic type into. That either their graphic designer could do, or I can do, or, you know, however they want to do it. But that is most of my clientele. You're exactly right. I know exactly who the clients are. They are realtors. They are lawyers. They are in the medical profession. 
They are entrepreneurs opening a business. They are Mm -hmm. dentists. I mean, like I've got all of those kind Mm -hmm. of things and they, the most popular thing that they want is a white background, Mm -hmm. just a solid white background that will match anything. And that looks nice and bright. And those people I get and understand, I have tried to figure out a way that that I could make an influencer market work. And Mm -hmm. there are so many traps that are good for the influencer, but bad for Mm -hmm. the photographer. Like, well, I'll set up a package subscription deal where they have to have some, you know, I'll go, I'll shoot for them every month or every two weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then it becomes, you're now tethered to them whenever they need you. Mm -hmm. And you're not able to schedule things. I'm all about just scheduling blocks of time in the studio for when I am doing certain things mm-hmm. so that I can pack as much of that one. So if it's headshots, we do that twice a week here in the mm-hmm. studio and we pack as many of them as we can back to back in the day. I can't exactly. do that if I'm going to leave. You right, know? <laughs> right, right. And to leave is if you're in any kind of a metro area, it's a minimum of three hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, because you got to pack up and get ready and get your head right. And mm-hmm. then you got to get where you're going and then you got to shoot. And that's if you're shooting for an hour and then you got to do all of that in reverse and usually a rush hour. So again, we're not saying that we're not hating on anybody that is doing influencer. There are people who make it work. There are people who make it work. Yeah. We don't know how. (laughs) Well, I I could surmise how, especially if you're not, if you're a photographer out there who doesn't have a brick and mortar studio like you and I do, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I could figure out that maybe you're setting up like a mini session day or, you know, maybe you're scheduling time with people and going out with them. But I mean, I know it can work, but I don't think it can work in my business model, because my business model is designed around bringing people to the studio and getting as many as I can done in a block of time. Right. And the reason I'm asking this question of you and wanting to have this conversation is because how long have you been in business? Uh, Going on 13 years. And I'm 17. So we're really close to the same amount of time. So we've been in a while, but not as long as longer than some, not as long as others. Mm -hmm. But I see these darling little young, maybe not even young, new photographers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that are coming in and are so excited. Mm -hmm. And then they get some, you know, influencer might be somebody that's big in their area, might be somebody that really is like, you know, really big on Instagram or whatever. And they're just so grateful to be able to work with somebody. And they're getting that old thing that we all got when we first started, which is I'm going to refer a million people to you. Right. And if all you're getting referrals are is other influencers that only want to give you referrals to other influencers, you're never going to make the money that you need to make to support your family and your dreams. Yeah, a hundred percent. I find that business by referral, it really matters how that person who booked you booked you because their value system is all of the people they're referring you to or their value systems are all the same. Mm-hmm. And it works the same with like my family portraits too. You know, I mean, like if I have a client that I super, super please in the headshot world, they're going to go tell all their friends. And also they don't have to tell all their friends because they're going to post it everywhere. And all of the people in their circles have the same value system. It's tough to work on exposure. I know we've all, we all know that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we've all done it and realized that it actually usually almost never pans out. Almost never. Yeah. yeah. So my goal, and I know you and Mary have the same goal for your podcast is I want to build up photographers to realize the value of what it is that they're bringing to the world mm-hmm. and to be able to have real businesses where they're not just editing till 3 a.m. every morning and not being able to spend time with their family or their kids and being able to support their family. So that's just one area where I really am seeing people doing a ton of work for not a lot of return. For not a lot of return. Yeah. The thing is, is that I've been the photographer doing a ton of work for not a lot of money mm-hmm. for, I have worked for hopefully for exposure to the right people before. And I have mm-hmm. been up on weekends and nights until 3 a.m. working. 
the reason that I've made all these changes to be more efficient in the studio with my time is because there's a breaking point. Yeah. I couldn't do that anymore. And so, yeah, maybe I don't leave and go on location and do a bunch of location suits that are really exciting and fun all the time. And maybe I am being super consistent with white background work, but honestly, it's super profitable and it's cost-effective and it's efficient use of my time. I'm able, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm able to like go home at 5.30 or so and then come back in and start the day again and work like a normal business hour. So all of those things were out of necessity for the longevity of, of my business and my mental health. Your personal you know? sustainability. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, I need to be able to know that I can go pick up my daughter from school at a certain time of day. I need to know that I am available to go to a birthday party at a bouncy mm-hmm. house place or whatever on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, because I know what my schedule is at work. And I think in the beginning, when you're a photographer, you're so hungry for the, for the opportunities and for the work that you're just available all the time. This actually just happened yesterday or a couple of days ago. I had a session. Somebody wanted to do a maternity session. And I don't do a ton of maternity sessions, but she wanted a very specific kind of like studio look which is in my wheelhouse, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she contacted us and we tried to kind of suss out what it was she was hoping to do with the photos. Like, and it turns out she really just wanted like three images to sort of announce her pregnancy, you know, her pregnancy really wanted it for her social, you know? And because that's the age demographic that she's in too, you know? Mm -hmm. And it became, I'm not going to do this. Like I would do a big family session where we're creating wall art or whatever, right? Because the spend isn't there. You know what I mean? Like that's not what she needs. And so I offered her just because I want to be able to accommodate people. And I was in the shoot wouldn't take me long. I said, well, you can, we can do this as a headshot session. And I don't mind treating it that way. You'll have two different looks. I mean, it's basically the same as a headshot. One of my Mm -hmm. branding headshot sessions, Mm -hmm. it's just an eternity close Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll do it that way. And she's like, great. Can we do it on Sunday? Well, no, we can't do it on Sunday because I only do these sessions on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And that's how I'm able to offer them at this price. Mm -hmm. And it's only an hour long. She's like, well, I, but I, I work. I can't do it. And I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the latest appointment I can do is a four o'clock. Here's the link where you can book. I hope it works out. She booked and she figured out a way to make it work for four yep. o'clock. You know? <laughs> yep. yep. So, okay. So I think there's so many good takeaways in what you just said. And for those of you who are listening that are newer in your career and are maybe being run around the block a little bit by mm-hmm. clients, again, when you first start, you're so grateful that anybody would hire you to do anything. And you're so also so excited about the craft and learning your gear and you need to shoot a lot yeah. so that you can learn. And so there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any of this, but at some point you have to look and go, okay, is this working out the way that I want it to? Am I getting mm-hmm. out of this what I need to get out of it? Like if you're replacing your income, you're quitting your nine to five and you need to replace that. Or if you've you've been shooting for a while, you're going into brick and mortar studio and you need to make that, that difference on your rent or whatever, for whatever reason, then you start to look and what you said that's so valuable is that you look and go, okay, what am I really good at? Mm-hmm. You know, cause you're really, I mean, your headshots are beautiful. It's not just yeah. like, oh, it's a white background. Here's somebody like they're, the lighting is masterful. They're so well-crafted. They're just well done. And then you see the true personality of that person, which is really hard to do in that arena. I think people come in and it's not a long shoot. You mm-hmm. don't have a lot of time to make them comfortable. And you obviously have nailed that. Thank you. Uh, 
And then you also realize like, okay, once you're shooting in studio, you're like, dude, I don't have to leave here. I can do so much more. I can accommodate more clients in less time. Also good for the clients because we live in hot, sweaty places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they can come in, it's AC. So you've narrowed down what is really good. I know that you also do other kinds of portraits, but we're talking about this headshot yeah. rounding today. And then the thing that I think that you said that I think people really need to pay attention to is that you have decided that I am shooting this type of session on this day. Mm-hmm. And this is the only time that that is available at that price. Yes. And so just because somebody asks you to come to their house on Christmas Eve at midnight doesn't mean that you have to do that. No, no, because they will make it work. If they really want to work with you and they really want the photos done, they will book when you say it's available. And I found too, with headshot sessions, you don't want them to take a long time. Most of my clients, especially the lawyers and the and medical industry people, they really are very, very busy. Mm-hmm. And they need to scoot in, get this headshot done and scoot out. The ones that take a little longer are the entrepreneurs or the realtors, people who are running their own business. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, I really need all these different types of shot. But like, once you kind of get in like the bankers and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. those type of people, they really want to be in and out. And out. so, yes, absolutely. It's and a so, feature that it doesn't take long. And they don't want to it's have a benefit. Yes, it's a benefit. They don't want to have a lot of back and forth about it. Mm-mm. So setting up online booking for this has been something that my clients love. I love it because I don't have to sit there on the phone with them and explain Mm -hmm. everything. And because, you know, normally like we would handhold our bigger sale clients through every step of the process, Mm -hmm. but because these guys just know they need their headshot done. They just, they're like somebody I'm speaking at a conference and they're asking me for a headshot and I haven't Mm -hmm. had, I'm just using an iPhone picture. I've just got to get this done. And can you turn it around quickly? We don't have to handhold them at all. The answer is yes. Here's the link to book, find a time that works for you. And come in, we'll get it done and I'll get it back to you in a couple of days. Yeah. So I found that while I think the scary thing about that is it doesn't sound sexy mm-hmm. at all. I mean, it is to me because of the amount of money that it's making me. <laughs> That's awful. But no, exactly. But this is my sister and I talk about this all the time. We're like, we need something non-sexy. Like we need a mini storage business or something that is like not sexy at all, but that just like brings in tons of cash, you know, Yeah. because you can take the money that you make from the non-sexy thing and go do sexy things with it. Yeah. Like you can go to Italy. We did Mm -hmm. that. We were in Italy. We did. We did that one time. So again, I think you are such a good example of this. It's not like you just set up some umbrella and just Mm -hmm. crank them through and Mm -hmm. it all looks the same. Like these are very well-crafted business portraits. I would say they're business portraits because they are beautiful. So it's not just a quickie down and dirty. You've mastered your craft so that you're faster at it than you were Mm -hmm. when you first started. It used to take you probably a lot longer to set this stuff up. Now you can do it in your sleep. It did. I, you know, I can't credit. I'll tell you somebody who kind of shook me into some sense for a little bit. Cause you know how much, I I don't know if you know this, but I love playing with lighting. I love experimenting. I love, I, I love the craft of photography Same. and our friend, Gregory Daniel, mm-hmm. one day I, he was like, how long has it taken you to like, so how many lighting setups do you do in a session? And like, how long is it taking you to do all these different things? This was a while ago. This was like five years ago. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I guess I, I like to tweak the light. I like to try something new, or I like to maybe change the modifier out and see how that's going to look or whatever. And he was like, aren't you spending more time doing that than you are doing the session? I mean, how long is a session? I was like, oh, sometimes we shoot for like two hours, <laughs> you know, sometimes or whatever. And he was like, you really need to like nail down like three looks maybe, and then mm-hmm. just offer those three looks. So you just come on and turn the lights on when you get there. And then 
do your thing. And then they're in and out. And I was like, that's boring though. Like yeah. where's the, where's the art in that? And yeah. the truth is, is that I have crafted three different, I haven't invented them, but certainly crafted three yeah. different looks in the studio that are consistently asked for by the client. I have my lights in zones and mm-hmm. I have my modifiers pretty consistently that I use throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. with very little changing. And I can do a quick change. Somebody goes in the bathroom and I drop a new background down. Now we have the dark set, turn the two background lights off and it's the dark set now, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's a matter of you're still being creative. You're still doing what you love, but you're being efficient with the setup, the breakdown and the time so that you can spend more time making them feel comfortable. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say, because mm-hmm. why your stuff stands out is okay. Yes, it is beautifully lit, but we've all seen very boring, beautifully lit images, Mm -hmm. like very boring, but you have the combination of that person is comfortable and you kind of feel like, you know, them when you look at it, that's a goal and that's, Mm -hmm. and you don't always get it no matter how Mm -hmm. good you are. But if you don't have any time, if you're futzing around with your stuff, and this is with any portrait session and you can't connect with the subject you're going to lose something in the translation. You lose confidence. I think that's what it is. I think when you're fussing around with your lights, when you're moving things around, or if you're just like trying to get it dialed in, trying to get it dialed in, like, oh, let me just do a test shot 12 times over or whatever. They start to lose patience and start to wonder if you know what you're doing. And they start and they may not say it and they may not whatever, but like, it's there. You start sweating. You start apologizing. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to move this. I'm just going to whatever. The more you move things, by the way, the more they won't work. I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) But the other thing that I do, this is my step two of making this efficient thing work is I shoot tethered. That's the second part of what you're calling like that feeling that, you know, that person on camera, it does come from them having a confidence in you that they're not having to worry that the pictures aren't turning out because I shoot tethered. And the minute I start to think that somebody is overthinking how it's looking, I just turn the screen around and I show them Yeah, and I go, look, it looks so good. And yeah. she goes, Oh, thank God. And then it's like a, like their shoulders loosen up. Yeah. It's like they breathe. And there are times where they look at it and they go, Ugh. and you go, what's about it? And they go, well, I don't know my hair. I'm like, let's fix your hair. Let's get that. Yeah. Cause you know, the worst thing would be to do a whole session and then them see the photos and then go, Oh my God, my hair looked like that the whole time. Right. I don't want any of these photos. And so the tethering thing is great because it builds trust between yeah. the two people. The other nice thing about it is I can sell them there. Like mm-hmm. we do in this one, I can select it right then. Yeah. I probably only shoot for like 15 minutes honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, with these people. And then we spend the rest of the time looking at the photos and adding on additional photos to the package. And that's the secret. That's the secret to having a really good day, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and then getting them out the door so that the next person can come in and you can start that process over again. And you're not waiting around for weeks for somebody to look at their proofs online, right? Choices to you. And then all of a sudden they need it right now, but they've, right. You know. Yeah. And it's a hot rush and it runs the freight train through everything else you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're shooting tethered to a laptop or to like an iMac or what are you shooting? So I to? shoot tethered to a MacBook Pro okay. that I have set up in the studio. And then I also do AirPlay, Apple AirPlay to our big TV in the main room. So if somebody has brought people with them, like sometimes I work with kids, like I work with theater students, mm-hmm. right? And so their parents will be there and the theater kid is like, mom, I don't want you watching or whatever, you know, yeah. they can actually, the parents can sit on the couch and actually be out of view of the kid and watch the images come up 
as they go. And sometimes the mom will go, can I get in there and fix her hair? Or can I, whatever? And sure. Right. You know, yeah. but that way they're not looming over your shoulder mm-hmm. going, smile to me, smile. Okay. Like yeah. they're in the other room and they are actually participating, but not in the shoot at the same time. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 15 minutes shooting, mm-hmm. you're spending what, like 30 minutes selecting, 15 minutes selecting, 45? Yeah. Like, Sometimes it's very fast. It really depends on who it is. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, I'm going to tell you right now that realtors are the worst offenders for taking the longest yep. to make a decision. <laughs> yep. But generally, I try and leave as much time as I can for that order session portion of it without them feeling like they didn't get a lot, enough value out of the shoot. Right, 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 right. You know? So I actually ask them before I move them into the sales room, I go... Hey, so I feel really great about what we got. Was there anything I didn't get that you were really hoping for? Was there any look that you were hoping for or whatever? And they go, no, man, God, I feel like we've taken a ton. That's usually what happens. Oh, I feel like we've taken a ton. No, I'm ready. Okay, let's go look. I kind of ask for permission yeah. to finish mm-hmm. so that they don't feel like I rushed them. I don't mm-hmm. want to be accused of rushing them out of the session. Because you know when you got it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. we well, you don't quit. You don't quit shooting until you've got it. Absolutely. I mean, you keep going to you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I want to ask a quick question. I want to back up just one second. On yeah. your online booking, what are you using for that? Are you using Calendly or? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am using Calendly. Love okay. it. It's hard to say. Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. We'll link to it in the show notes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I love Calendly. We use that on our website also for people can schedule consultations that way. I use it for everything. We do it for exactly that. I mean, yeah. it's literally, I have like six different Calendly booking links that we use for everything. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So shooting tethered and then are you using Lightroom that you're shooting tethered? Yes. Unpopular answer, but yes. Because well, everybody wants to use Capture One. Everyone wants to use Capture One and I'm not hating on Capture One, but right. I am, I tried to love Capture One, but it's one of those times where I know I'm very fast and efficient with Lightroom and I, it just works for me, yeah. yep. but it's not the most popular answer for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but there are going to be people listening to this that are going to go, I feel so validated by Kira Derrick today. So <laughs> you're welcome. And then AirPlay to a, are you airport TV. like an Apple TV? It's a smart TV. A smart I just, TV. Okay. Yeah. Most TVs that you buy nowadays have, have that built the, in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I love that. All right. So what's next? What else? Hmm. That's your whole process. I love it. <sighs> That's my whole process, but I feel like I get into these little, little ruts that I think are normal and natural when something is working really well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I try and give myself a little bit of creative time. Or if I have a client that comes in and they they have a great look or whatever, I mm-hmm. will go, hey, I would love to try something. And I might throw some different color in. I might do something a little above and beyond out of the normal because I think it will really work for them. And I need to break up monotony myself. Right. It's not monotonous for the client ever because it's new to them every single time. But right. We, and they're they're on the hot seat. You know, they're mm-hmm. it's everything but monotonous. They're freaking out because they're worried about themselves. They're totally worried about themselves. So I do that. Oh, you know, the one thing we haven't talked about that's also part of this little business is composite work. I am, mm. that is hot right now, ATJ. Mm-hmm. That is super hot right now. Yes. <laughs> like during the pandemic, when people couldn't stand shoulder mm-hmm. to shoulder, mm-hmm. these companies were all like redoing their websites and all their marketing because they all were, they couldn't do anything else. And so I started photographing people individually and then compositing them into one image and adding the little shadow work or whatever to make it look believable. And it has become now like one of my signature things that I do because I, my studio is fairly small. I can't photograph really more than five people, six people mm-hmm. all together in a group without it looking cramped and me having right. to do a bunch of work on the background to extend mm-hmm. it. 
So pretty much if you've got over five people now, I am saying, you know what? This is actually super efficient for you. I'm, I'm basically solving a problem they didn't Absolutely. know they, they had. Look, every time you have an employee that leaves, mm-hmm. your group photo is no longer useful. Every mm-hmm. time you add a new employee, your group photo is no longer useful. And then if you've got 10 plus employees, getting them all together and having it redone over and over again, that's a pain in the butt and you're never going to get it done. Yeah. So why not? Why don't we just photograph everybody full length? And that way we'll have a file image of every single person so that if Mary Smith ends up moving on to another job, we just take Mary Smith out of the group photo. We just push everybody together and no more Mary Smith. <laughs> yeah. Well, know, because and- how many group shots had we done before now? That somebody was like, I mean, I have had people say, okay, look, can you make sure that that secretary's on the outside? Cause she's on our way out, but mm-hmm. we don't want her to know, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we are doing the same thing and it absolutely, it's the hugest benefit for the client. Mm-hmm. It, it's a hundred percent. They really see it like, oh, I didn't even think about that. That is the answer we get most often. Mm-hmm. Is, I didn't even think about that. That'll be great. It also creates a need for them to consistently come back to you mm-hmm. forever. They've got to come back to you every single time they need to have a new employee. They've got to add, they just set up a session. We have a special link just for those clients to book their new employees to come in. They come in and get photographed. And then I send them the individual file of the headshot for the person and send them the new group photo. And actually I have that on my screen, on my other screen right now. I've got one, out. <laughs> but I love it. But then, and then I just send an invoice and it's great. And, you know, I should mention that all of these sessions that I do, I always sell it like, we're going to do this individual portrait of the person. We're going to crop it to three quarter or to head and shoulders for their actual headshot. And Mm -hmm. that's the one we'll use in the thing. So it's all like, oh, we just need one, one image of the person. We don't need 20 images of the person. Right. And really I'm always preaching about what is the value and Tim Walden and so many of our friends are always talking about like, don't sell the spark plug sell that it's actually starting your car, like the result, you know? And so the result of this is that you have a beautiful group shot. Mm -hmm. You have professional looking headshots on your website. And then at any time, if the staff changes, it can be quickly and inexpensively really shifted compared to having to set up a whole new thing and get all those people in. It's just so much more convenient, but it's also steady income for the photographer and it's completely worth it. You become the keeper of the branding imagery of the people in the businesses. Right, right. And even if you're not like, excessively skilled at your Photoshop compositing skills. I mean, there are retouching companies that you can send it out to. I use retouch up when I, when the volume gets a little too big for me, mm-hmm. because, um, because lately I've got tons of these clients, you know, mm-hmm. where we're doing this. And so I have a few of them that are set up and I just send them out to the retoucher and to the group photo and then send it back to me. I'm like, Oh, great. $10. That was $10 for me yeah. <laughs> to get done. <laughs> So it's great. The industries that are really great for this, as far as like repeat business is, I would say your spa and beauty industry is great mm-hmm. for this. So like yes. big hair salons, uh-huh. big estheticians, mm-hmm. hair salons, you know, I've got several clients like that where they have new stylists or new estheticians come in all the time and people are leaving. It works out really nicely for them. The banking industry, I find mm-hmm. that to be a great revenue generator for this law firms, things like mm-hmm. that. You know, I mean, it's just... Everybody needs a headshot these days. I mean, I can't really think of a business that wouldn't benefit from having it. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. So are you charging more for that? Like, because it's it's time and effort and you've got to manage that. Mm -hmm. So I charge like a larger fee for the initial composite photo, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then every time they have a new employee come in, they're going to pay a session fee and a fee for that individual employee and a small fee to add them to the image. In fact, every single time they need to change the image, there is a small fee. 
But typically if like, I've got this one client and every other month they're sending me like three new people and they're having me remove three new people. Those little small line items add up to being very efficient use of time. Um, Absolutely. Money maker. Mm-hmm. Well, and I find that my best clients on the portrait side are clients that own their own businesses mm-hmm. and going business to business is so nice because there's very little drama. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just like, Hey, we need this for business. It's clean and easy. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it's just there's less angst. <laughs> Although, I mean, some people are worried about how they look, you know, and then we had one law firm that sent in some girls that were dressed like they were going to a rave and we had to reshoot it because <laughs> they showed up very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it is important to do a little wardrobe coaching as far as what the the brand is. You know, we I have done that before too, actually, where we've established a look for the brand and we uh-huh. just have a little wardrobe list of like do's and don'ts and recommendations that will help the group portrait looking continually looking good because there's sometimes where the company like picks a color scheme. Yeah. And then so-and-so comes in in like a full plaid suit and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. That's not good. That's or like nine inch plexiglass stilettos, for example. What is with the plexiglass stilettos, Alice? I don't know. It's like the hooker shoes. I don't know. It's it's very strange. But and then they ask you to Photoshop their feet smaller because they're squeezing. <laughs> I've literally, I've told this story like a hundred times. Look, I feel like in the last week, but like I've literally had somebody come in in some like really tight, high platform shoes that had like tight bands around them. And then I'll deliver the image. And then they come back to me with, could you Photoshop my toes so that they don't look like they're being squeezed by the shoes? Could you, (laughs) and you're like, one, you had to zoom into 800. At what point is 800% zoom ever going to happen for this photo in real life? (laughs) I know. The proofing on the phone thing is a whole, that's another reason to sell in person because it's that whole, when they zoom in on that phone and they're my third core to the left of my nostril, you're just like, okay. Yeah. There's a small, there's a small hair in my eyebrows. I know my eyebrows have hair, but that hair, (laughs) that one there's, could you find that hair that's in my eyebrow? Third from the left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen because of the phone, even, even on delivery, it's going to happen. But I have always found that the longer somebody has to review and to pour over their proofs on their own at home or with uh, with friends or they yeah, send it out to bad. 12 people. It's yeah. bad. It's a sale killer. The second they walk out the door, I mean, I think it applies to pretty much every bit of photography that, that can be done mm-hmm. that you're selling to a client. The second they're gone, it's just like they'll convince themselves that it's their monster and they don't want the photo anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. No, I have one client that can't make, she has a really hard time making decisions. And so she has to consult like literally her lawn guy, her housekeeper, all of her nearest and dear, like, yeah. And then everything that she sends back that she wants to change. It's like, well, even my lawn guy thought that my daughter's face looked bad. (laughs) And you're just like, I don't think your lawn guy thought your daughter's face looked bad, but okay. You know, anyway, just that's another episode right there. I know. Well, okay. Let me share my fun story though. That just literally just happened. Delivered to a real estate client, realtor client. She's gorgeous. Just gorgeous photos of her and and delivered and out of sight, out of mind. Right. I get an email on Friday at like 1130 at night. Right. And she says, I showed my friends my picture and they all think my necklace is weird. And now I think my necklace is weird. So what can we do about it? You know, I said, oh, well, for a fee, and I give her the, the amount, yeah. you know, we can remove that necklace for you. No problem. And she's like, that seems like a lot because it was two photos, just two mm-hmm. photos. She goes, so I was like, it's per photo. And she goes, that seems like a lot per photo. Can you do it for the price of one? Like she cut it in half, you know, whatever. And yeah. I said, no. <laughs> 
And then she's like, do you mind if I do it myself? And I was like, they're yours. Like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we moved on, but her, she'd shown her friends and her friends were like, what's with the necklace. And then it just ruined. She loved her photos when she left here. Yeah. Loved them. You know? So I find that the more beautiful they are, sometimes the more complicated. That's a hundred percent true. A hundred percent, a hundred percent true. Yeah. I know we're just our own worst enemies for sure. Okay. Well, I love all of the things. So I want to just recap where we've been Okay, kind of the takeaway from this episode is that headshots and business to business portraits can be like the most amazing thing ever and the personal branding, but maybe have some limits in your mind as far as like when, where, how you want to do it. And really think about, even if you start off doing a lot for a little, you're learning, but maybe Mm -hmm. don't stay there. Where can we move forward? I love your idea of that limited availability, because I think once you have your, especially if you have a studio, like what you're saying, you've got this lighting setup and the way you're going to shoot a family session is going to be different than the way you're Mm -hmm. doing a headshot. So it behooves you to set up an entire day where you can just bring people in and out doing the same kinds of work. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because if you're having to reset for a whole whole different kind of shoot after that, then you really have to book in time to do that. And then it takes away from the time you could be shooting. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And then I love the idea that that one of the selling features, one of the value of the way that you're doing it is that it is quick so that it's not giving less. You're getting somebody in and out, some CEO that's 245 pounds and making a couple of million a year is like needs to be in and out. He doesn't really care. He thinks he looks great. Like yeah. make him not sweat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and get them in and out, you know, yeah, yeah. make it quick. And then your online booking, awesome, because then they can set that up and you know, I'm just going to be at the studio on those specific days. And so whoever's coming in, they can book it. Are they paying for it then when they book it? They pay for it online. That is also a major, major, I'm glad you even said that. They pay ahead of time, the full session fee that includes Absolutely. Like, like whatever it comes with, they pay mm-hmm. up front because then they have skin in the game. Yep. That eliminate, I mean, eliminates no shows. Exactly. Once, once somebody drops some money on it, they're like, oh, I, I've got to show up to this because I've paid money for it. Absolutely. You know, if they haven't done it, they will definitely it go. It can be flaky. Mm-hmm. So are they paying online like with a link? Mm-hmm. They're paying through Calendly. Okay. Calendly okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that Calendly had that feature. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can, mm-hmm. um, I, so this is another little hot tip. So for my individuals who are just coming in for their personal headshots or whatever, they have the Calendly link that books them for where they actually get put in their credit card number and pay. For my companies that I work with on a regular basis, they have their own special link so that the employee is not, because they're not going to be the one that pays the bill. Right. So the employee is just booking their session. And then I invoice the company when we're done, just because it's a different kind of relationship with the corporate client. Okay. I love that. So invoice the company for the ones that have employees and then for like the ones that are paying for it themselves, they can pay online. Love that. Uh Uh Then you're shooting tethered and you're, you're shooting maybe 15 to 20 minutes on one of these sessions. You have certain setups that you have dialed in and that you know, look good so that you can spend your time connecting with your client and getting authentic expression from them and having them feel really comfortable. Yes. You shoot enough to where they feel like, okay, we've got this and you know, you've got it. And then you're asking, I like that idea of asking permission of like, I feel great about what we've got. Is there anything specific that you think that we've missed? Because I think then that gives them the chance to say, oh, actually I really wanted to be, I forgot the beach ball or whatever, you know, (laughs) and then you spend the rest of the time looking at the images. And then that gives you the time to say, okay, this is how we can retouch. This is what we would do in a typical retouching situation. 
putting them at ease with that and then picking out the images and adding images. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they leave and then you don't have to talk to them again until the images, well, you don't have to talk to them again. You can just yeah, like, here's just this link to your images. Yeah. We just deliver them. And it's totally different animal than selling physical products, which I'm very for. And that's just a whole different part of my business. But I mean, right. this, this part of it, the overhead is low, which makes it really, really great. The volume is high if you book it correctly. And then the interaction with the client is pretty quick. It's very transactional. And I feel like it's the kind of thing where I can't think of a of the wrong type of client for it, really. Everybody needs a well-lit portrait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think what you've done is just taking a term from like the tech industry is you've just made it frictionless for them to book, Mm -hmm. for them to have it to be photographed and then to select their photographs. And so when they leave that studio, everything is paid for. Like you don't have to get more money from them. And all you're doing is just then delivering the images, which I think is just absolutely genius. The one thing that I wanted to end with is a story and you've probably heard this, but it makes me think that sometimes when you do something, you've gotten so good at it and it's easy, quote unquote, easy for you. It can feel like, for example, when people come out of weddings, Mm -hmm. shooting weddings and they decide to go into the portrait world yeah, and they way undercharge for family portraits because they're just so grateful. They don't have to spend 15 hours with somebody. Right. So they right. undervalue what exactly they're bringing. And so it's, I think going back to our very first part of this podcast, when I was saying, I feel like there are a lot of people that are working a lot mm-hmm. for a little because they think, well, this is easy for me, or it'd be easy for you to say, I've got my three setups. I know how to do this. So the story I want to tell is that there's this story about, I think it was like a nuclear reactor, nuclear company, and they were having problems with one of their tanks. Mm-hmm. Hear the story? Mm-mm, no. So there was something that was overheating or whatever, some nuclear company. And so they call this expert. He comes in, he looks around and walks over and takes a Sharpie and puts a big X on one of the tanks and says, this is the one that needs to be fixed. And so they're like, oh, great. That's awesome. And so he sends him a bill for $10,000 and they send him back and they're like, what in the heck? Why would you charge me $10,000? You were here for five minutes and you put an X with a Sharpie on a tank. And he's like, oh, I'll revise the bill and send it to you. And so he sent the bill and he's like, X number of dollars, like say a hundred dollars for my five minutes of my time. And then $9,900 for knowing which tank to put the X on. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's the expertise. Like, so it's, you have spent thousands, you know, you've got your 10,000 hours in at going to PPA imaging, learning from practicing the lighting, having so many images that just totally sucked that didn't work (laughs) or didn't look good, or that you look back and think, can't believe somebody paid you for, you know, we've all put in the time. And so it's getting it to this point and making a well-oiled machine in this one area that can feel really, really good. And then, like you said, you still have moments where you can say, Ooh, this is really fun. Let's try this and make it more creative. And then you're getting your creative also on in other areas, other product lines that you have going on in your business. Yeah. Yeah. That's the secret kids. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, I thank you so much for being willing to share all of that info because I think that's hard one knowledge and you're always so, so good to share. Is there anything that you want to leave our, our friends and listeners with as we head out? You know, I would say if it's a newer person into the industry or, you know, whatever, I would say that 
learning, the spending that thing that you said, spending the hours, spending the time learning, that's what in the long term makes you successful. I mean, you could be great at business and you could have a hard understanding, but if you have to even think, this doesn't work if you're having to sit there and calculate and think and do the math and figure out the angle of the light and do whatever. So practice, 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 practice as much as you possibly can. Get it to where in your sleep, you could turn that camera on and those lights on and, and know what you're doing so that you could spend more time being with the client because the client has so many choices in photographers. There's a lot of us out there. Mm -hmm. So you want the client that wants to work with you because you make them feel great. They don't care so much about, they really don't want to know or care about your expertise. But if you're having to think about that, you can't be that person for them. So that's what I'll leave you with. I love it. I, I totally agree. Kara, you're the best. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're so busy and thank you so much for lending your expertise to the rework. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. I hope you know how much I appreciate your time and your attention. And if you feel that something you learned today could benefit another fellow portrait photographer, please share this episode with them. We want to help as many portrait photographers as possible to build sustainable, enjoyable, profitable businesses that can help sustain their families and their dreams. And that's what it's all about. So please share if something was valuable and you feel like that it could help somebody else. And if you get a minute, please give us a review at iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. It makes a huge difference in other photographers being able to find us and get the information that can help them build better businesses. You're awesome. And I appreciate you. Have a great day. You can find more great resources from Allison at do the rework.com and on Instagram at do dot the dot rework. <laughs>